0: Hello, loves, and welcome to the first official episode of season two of Young, Confused, and Well Read. How cool is that? We arrived at season two, going with the seasons as I am growing older, as I am now in my second year of university. I mean, it already started, I already have like all of my classes. My first assignments are due in a few weeks, but I am so happy to be here and to be doing this season two. Nothing is going to change, really. <laughs> I am still just doing an episode once a week, still at the same time, still kind of like the same topics. Obviously, I'm discussing something different each week, but so far, not much change, I would say. Anyway, I... Hope that in season two I can have guests on again. Definitely gonna have Anna on again because I just love the episode we did together. And then maybe even someone else voluntarily wants to come on and speak with me about some things. Like I already said in last week's episode, I would like to do a little bit more deeper research episodes about some topics, but let's see how I can keep up because I am usually quite busy with stuff and if I'm not then I will find things that I'm busy with so uh yeah need to prioritize these episodes if I want to do them because so far you know how I handle the podcast is obviously it is a priority in my life but it's also a safe place for me where I can just sit down each week and just like I said speak my heart and i don't like i spend thoughts on it but it's not that i spend like hours and hours and hours and hours on work like i do for university like literally i'm that i'm studying so much but um yeah just something that i can come to and relax and don't have to worry about too much so yeah i would still like to put little bit more of my time and energy into it because it makes me feel so good and I hope listening to it makes you feel good because that would be a win-win situation, wouldn't it? For the first episode of season one, what we're doing is I'm going to chat about my favorite films and tv shows. Really low-key, nothing too special, maybe you expected something big but that is just the episode I want to do right now so that's what we're doing, going with the flow as usual and in case you're wondering what qualifies me to speak about my favourite films and TV shows, do you need a qualification to speak about your favourite films and TV shows? No. But I do have one because I'm studying film. I'm actually studying film, media and journalism, but also film. And it, I feel like it sounds way fancier than it is. And obviously, it's... I'm joking here. Studying film doesn't mean you actually have a good taste in film, but... If you study it, you know like a little bit more about the in-depth processes of film and like what I'm currently learning And one of my modules is like how film relates to a society and so many different theories. And it's literally insane because we connected to, to psychoanalysis as well. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so really crazy. I personally am really interested in it and that's why I wanted to come on here and just share some of my favorite films and tv shows in case you need something to watch or you're just curious you need a little bit of a recommendation here so that's what you're getting or also i feel like a nice thing to get to know the other person better is to like know what they like doing watching reading i have an episode up about my favorite books so um if you are not into film but into reading you could also go and listen to that And apart from that, let's jump into my weekly updates. So my gratitude for this week is really on point with this episode, the cinema. I haven't been in the cinema for years until I went and watched the Barbie movie again. And I just went and I've been like, oh my god, this is actually quite nice. I should be doing this more often. And it's the same that I have with the theater. Now, I like theatre I think even better than cinema but it's not as accessible as cinema is like it's obviously more expensive and stuff but it is so worth it and um, whenever like I go to like the theatre or like to the cinema I always get like this it, it feels so special it's so nice it, and I do really get the point of like going to the movies instead of like watching it at home like that's what I do like every night and it's cozy and I love it and it's part of my routine and I would never like to give that up. But just to do something special and to go to the cinema is just nice. Really random now because I've been talking about theater. I actually am so excited that for once I'm back home in December that I'm going to the theater again with my parents. One time with my mom, and we have a city theater that is doing so many cool productions, especially in winter time. And we're going to watch. It's like a play for children, but you can watch it as an adult and it's one of my mom's favorite stories like childhood stories she read as a child like put on stage and i was like okay let's just watch it because i used to watch these productions that were aimed for children when i was in primary school went every year with our class and watched them like with the whole school and i loved them and my mom always wanted to watch these plays with me when i was younger but then we already always went with the school so i think it's a nice tradition to just now go together and watch that play and then what we did last year is what we're doing again this year is we're going to watch a play on new year's eve which the theatre also always puts on as a musical and yeah i hope it's going to be fun and just wanted to share that with you because i'm grateful for the cinema apparently also really for the theatre moving on the next point is yoga I've just been loving it recently again and raising some gratitude for that and then creativity now I won't say I'm in a creative slump but I am feeling whenever I'm really really busy with university and putting that as my top priority I am not finding as much time to be creative with like whatever output I want to do like I like writing a lot but I am overall grateful for creativity and I know that once I find more time it is still there and it's nothing that like ever leaves me and that's just a part of me and I'm really really grateful because I love being creative and I love having creative thoughts and create things and that's a lot of creating so let's move on to what I've been up to. Some of it relates to what I've just been speaking on gratitude about so starting off with what I already said uni work super busy like I'm working on my assignments I'm I had seminars and lectures on this week which I really did enjoy like just in person classes, always nice and I also had um my first shorthand class which is an elective that I did it's not gonna get graded on and in case you're wondering what shorthand is that's okay it's for journalism and it's a way that journalists write to write faster, it's like a technique. And I wanted to get into it and learn it because the university offered a free course and I was like, if it's free, then why want I do it? And I had that on on Friday and it was quite nice. I obviously like we just learned like the basic, like we learned like the ABC, but um, just a cool skill. And I thought like, even if I'm not planning on going into journalism, I just thought, why not? I could use that for other things, right? Like learning to write faster why not and again like if you give me the opportunity to learn something new and I'm just one percent interested in in it then I will probably do it (laughs) so yeah a lot of studying a lot of uni work but I do like like I do enjoy studying so it's not like me complaining (laughs) then I had my usual handball trainings and GTS meeting nothing much to add to that then I went to the cinema with two of my friends, Emily and Jamie. I actually wanted to go um, with Casey as well, but she um, couldn't. So it was just the three of us. Still fun. We watched Death and Venice, and we went to the uni cinema. And we were all really surprised because we each paid two fifty for the ticket. And we were like, oh my god, that is so cheap for literally watching a movie in a cinema. And it's not as fancy as like city cinemas, but still like... It was cool like i 250 was like really cheap for like that experience and like i said we watched no did i say we watched death in venice no we watched a haunting in venice which i did enjoy it was um a little bit scary than i expected but i could i could sit through it like i'm not a big fan of horror anything and thrillers but um i could watch it it, it was a really cool movie and i did I did enjoy and just being there with my friends was also fun and the movie was good as well so there was something fun social that I did and then just I've been working out as usual I've been going on one run I'm trying to do one outside run a week which is way less than I used to do because like I went like on three runs a week like outside when I was still at home but I just can't really like fit it in my schedule otherwise like I could but I usually rather like going to the gym and do something there but I'm trying to do one run outside around the city which is always nice when I'm doing it and I've also had a yoga class today which was the first workout class I've ever did and I went to the gym I did a workout and then I had that yoga class and it was so relaxing it was so fun it was for like all levels and it was so accessible like for literally for people who'd never done yoga before like I did it was very easy for me because all of these moves I've done before um but it was like my first working out class and it was really wholesome and I would like doing that again like don't know when I will find the time because now my Sundays I will have usually my huntball matches on so I also need to figure out my recording schedule because I'm always recording Sundays lately and I am loving it, but I will have to figure something out. <laughs> because then my Sundays will be really packed. But I can't do that. Like, I'm not worried too much. Um, but yeah, that was really wholesome. And it was also nice because there were, like, a lot of different levels, a lot of different ages. And it was so, so nice. And they played some music. The instructor was so cute. And I really loved it. So that was a cool thing that, like, I booked it. Because I wanted to do workout class um last year like for the whole year and never did and then I just went like okay let's just do it and it was absolutely a great decision and I also went alone which wasn't scary like at all like I am used to doing stuff on my own but I was like kind of scared walking in and me like oh my god but nobody really knew each other there either so they all went alone as well so if you ever like are worried about doing a workout class and going alone don't because most people who go probably won't go with someone else And I mean, you're doing the moves on your own, like, there's no, there wasn't any partner workouts either. So, uh, yeah, that was really cool. And then what am I looking forward to? Uh, we plan to meet up again with that friendship group for coffee because Casey's birthday was last week and, um, I basically couldn't make it like, not on her birthday, but like the day before they were like meeting up and I was like, I like, I can't. I can't find the capacity, so I went like, okay, honestly, like, I'm gonna take you up for coffee, and then we can chat as a kind of, like, a little birthday celebration, nothing big, but just, again, nice to hang out with your friends, so we're doing that, I think it was Wednesday, I'm not sure right now, that's the plan, then, like I said, having the first handball game of the season, hope that goes well, we're playing in Edinburgh, and then I have a practical for one of my modules, which the assignment will be on. I'm really scared for it but it's right on Monday so I hope it won't be too hard. And I'm just telling myself that the class that I'm taking is a first year module so I should be able to be doing it but I'm still scared because we're supposed to be using Excel and I've never did it before so wish me luck for that. And then because it's October now I'm just generally looking forward to the cozy vibes. Spooky season is upon us and everything to do with that. And yeah, that was a very long intro, but let's not forget the affirmation for this episode, which is I welcome this new season with open arms, which I know we are already in autumn, but with new season, I mean like spooky season, new month, whatever you like to put in there. And yeah, let's move on to the films and TV shows that I like, why I like them and chat a little bit about it. So a little background information why I'm doing this episode. First of all, because I think it's fun talking about my favorite films and TV shows. And whenever I feel like I don't wanna, like, fangirl about it too much to, like, other people, I'm using the podcast to do so. So here we are. I also love Best Dressed, AKA Ashley's YouTube videos, on her favorite films and tv shows so I was like why why not doing it as well and mine are way weirder like hers are like really good recommendations I would say um mine are just really random at some points but you know that is what I like watching and yeah I am I mean I'm studying the subject I am still thinking about maybe going into film because that is something that I really enjoy at the moment and like the idea of working in film it's really hard to like get into the industry I am really aware and that is something that scares me a little bit but you know what a girl can dream (laughs) and yeah I'm just really fascinated with the whole field in general and I became even more so now that I'm studying it so I feel like that's really cool that basically my studies unlocked this like new passion of mine. So why not share some of it? And yeah, I have like no real categories for these like films, but I will sometimes just go back a little bit and explain why they're on the list. And yeah, I think we're starting off with films. So starting off not super strong. I am trying to like Organize them into like that with time it gets a little bit more exciting but let's see so the first things on the list are very basic 2000 rom-coms like 13 going on 30 I love that movie Legally Blonde, Notting Hill etc 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 and the reason why they're on there is because you can watch them over and over again they don't have like a super deep hit meeting they're just fun they're easy and they're comforting and I love that kind of movie and I think that is like a theme you will see repeating itself on that list because when I opt for a movie it shall be very comforting. (laughs) I love like the whole comfort vibe like I'm I'm not someone who's like oh my god that movie made me ball my eyes out and I'm gonna watch it again and again and again and so good no like, if a movie traumatizes me or makes me really, really sad, I, it's still a good movie, but, like, it's not as close to my heart as something that just brings me absolute joy and comfort. So, yeah, just so you know. And then also some childhood classics that I just loved watching as a child, not for any, like, cinematography or aesthetics of the movie, but just because they're fun um, for example, the journey of the center, of uh, the journey to the center of Earth, and like Hunger Games, simply anything with Josh Hutcherson in it or Logan Lerman because I love them both, and that is just something that I like to watch as a child, and I watch over and over again. Like the journey to the center of Earth, and then the second one was like where they went to that island. It's also with Vanessa Hudgens and with The Rock. Rain the Rock Johnson that one oh my god I loved it so much um and they're just childhood, not childhood nostalgia yeah just kind of like that but like not me being like these movies are so deep in meaning no they're just fun um and I just like them and Hunger Games obviously because I loved Hunger Games when I was younger and I, literally this week I texted with one of my friends who um, also loved the Hunger Games and we were like planning to go in the movies once I'm back home and um, it was really fun I was like kind of unlocking childhood memories because like the new Hunger Games movie is upon us and I'm really interested in how they're going to do it because I just read the book and yeah I'm excited for it so another little movie date I'm going to have in the future not near future but soon enough then, also, in the whole comfort vibe, I put Studio Ghibli movies. Now, I am one of those people who watched, like, the most famous ones, and then not, like, they, there's so many movies they have, and some of them are really, really sad, apparently. I watched the most famous and mainstream ones, but I feel like they are famous and mainstream for a reason. So like Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Kiki, all of that kind. Kiki is also really special because I used to watch that as a child and I thought it was really cute and I think my favorite of those is Howl's Moving Castle and I just, I remember how I watched it for the first time and it's just so implanted into my head, like that experience of watching that movie and the comfort it gave me and like, I love going back and watching it again and again. The movies are so fun, so aesthetic. They have such a nice vibe about it. Any movie like from the studio that I watched again just matches that vibe and it's oh, it's so beautiful. Like The aesthetics are, like I said, unmatched and I feel like that is the reason why these movies celebrate so much success and... It's also nice to see movies from non-Westernized countries being celebrated and loved and being part of our culture as well because often, you know, cinema is really Westernized and from a Westernized point of view. And that is also what streaming services are trying to do. Is like streaming services are trying to appeal to the larger sense of masses, but the larger sense of masses just isn't Western but that is like where most movies are produced, that is where like most of the narratives are coming from, and so having something that isn't from there is just really nice, and I mean like in like Asia, film culture and like pop culture and everything is more arising now than it was a few years ago, not me doing culture study because I can't, but like K-pop for example, um, and more movies and more literature coming from these countries which I think is really cool to see a shift there and I think it's important for us to also like broaden a worldview to not only watch things that were for example produced in our birth country but also from outside and also from outside a westernized sphere but that is very political and um yeah a little bit out of the blue but these movies are just so amazing. And if you have never watched them, go watch them. I also love animated or drawn um, movies. I don't know. They they get me. They literally get me. And there's more on the list. (laughs) There's more coming. The next movie is also kind of like in that childhood movie sphere, but I didn't watch it as a child. I watched it when I was already older and it's Paddington. Now I've never read Paddington as a child. It is a very popular like British cult classic. Uh, I'm not I'm not from Britain, but um never read it. It was also known in Germany, so like I'm not lying, but it was never like on my childhood reading list. Anyway, um the movies were I don't even know from where they were they were there too. And they're so nice, like they're so cute. I've actually this year read um, the first Paddington book and it was also really cute. Um, and Paddington is just, oh, it just warms my heart so much. And it's again one of those comfort movies. It's just fun, it's cute, it's heartwarming. Paddington and the Browns it's such a cute story and I just that is what I'm gonna need in my life and also what I just want to raise here is that um I also like the second movie like often like we watch something and then the second part of something comes out and you're like no the first one was better but with the Paddington I can really see how both movies work amazingly and I think it's so funny that Hugh Grant who is in the second Paddington movie literally said That was, like, his favorite role to ever play, (laughs) Um, because he kind of plays, like, the anti-hero in that. I think it's so funny, because, like, it's, he he did so much, and then he chooses um, a role in, basically, a childhood film, but absolutely agreed. The movie is amazing, and um, it's cute. It's just, uh, it's, like, the definition of cuteness. Now I have three movies that are Christmas movies that are my favorite and I think why I'm mentioning Christmas movies here is because these are the movies that I'm legit I'm coming back to watch each year so they are repeatedly viewed and I think this is the same with like Christmas movies like once Christmas rolls around we all go like yep gonna listen to last Christmas again for the million and one time but these are my favorite christmas movies and two of them are animated again, we would have guessed, and all of them are childhood christmas movies because that is the vibe i want. i don't want a christmas rom-com with lindsay logan or vanessa hudgens or walmart movies, no, that is not the vibe i want for christmas. i want cozy childhood christmas vibes and this is all what the movies give me and these are my three favorite ones So, starting off with Klaus, which is on Netflix, and it was nominated for Academy Awards. I think it might even have won some, but I am not sure if it did. But it is so wholesome, it's animated, it's cute, and it has a little bit of a spookier vibe to it, which I'm gonna relate to back later, like spooky childhood Tim Burton vibes now Tim Burton kind of is a controversial figure and I'm not here to say that I like support him or anything like but his movies I I do believe in the fact that you can enjoy someone's movies and appreciate their work and still say they're that the person who produced them is controversial so yeah anyway that kind of vibes in that movie as well he didn't do Klaus like don't get me like saying that I said that that is his movie no just the vibe um that you get from there but um because I don't know how known it is I'm quickly giving a synopsis so it's basically about this um oh god um, ugh, I forgot the word this is so bad for me uh, anyways this guy he works in a, a, in a post office that is what I'm getting I forgot the word for that job but he <laughs> works in a post office and he's very bad like he's like such a rude person and then his dad sends him to this city i don't know i think it's called twistringen or maybe that is just what they translated it to in german but they he goes to that town and the people there hate each other like they can't send each other and he is supposed to basically um yeah take care of their posts of their parcels etc but they're not sending each other anything because they hate each other and um through a few unfortunate events he meets that guy who lives near that he doesn't live in that town but near that town his name's klaus and he makes toys for children and um yeah he then comes up with the clever idea to ask children to write klaus letters so he will give them the toys so he can like actually like do his job there and um, yeah, it's kind of like how Christmas was made, kind of like a backstory to Christmas that obviously like isn't really accurate and is like made up, but it's so cute and oh, the movie's amazing and ah, I love it so much. Then another animated movie that I love that I think people know is Arthur Christmas. It's a vibe, it's so funny. Um, it's basically about Arthur, who is the son of Santa Claus um but you know he doesn't really have like a close relationship with his dad but he loves him so much but when he finds out that one present wasn't delivered um for christmas he basically seeks out to deliver the present himself and it's hilarious it's just a once again a movie that makes you laugh out loud and i love it have i mentioned how much i love movies here yet not enough so once again love that movie and then the last one is a little bit more niche because it's a german movie but it's absolutely justified on this list because the story um it's basically based on a book that was written by also one of my favorite authors who's cornelia funke who people should know she wrote the in card series she is quite popular i guess i don't know if that book was translated i can't assume anything i really really don't know but it is called Als der Weihnachtsmann vom Himmel fiel. Or if you translate it, As Santa Claus fell from the sky. <laughs> and it was sent in a movie, I think, in 2010 or 2011. And that movie is really, really cute. And it is about the last Santa Claus called Juleburg. So in that world, there are several Santa Clauses existing. But the Santa Clauses who are now ruling, basically the christmas land are really rude and really capitalist and they just want to make money and make christmas about money so kind of a slight on that note as well <laughs> i feel like and um book is totally against it and he basically steals the last living reindeer because these mean other santa claus they also like kill anything off that has to do with christmas like reindeers they're, like little um angels gnomes christmas elves etc like they all are basically executed (laughs) um and he like takes the last of the bunch and he flees from christmas land to save christmas and he kind of strands in the small town where he meets two children whose names i absolutely forgot erased from memories but um he asks them for help and they're basically trying to save christmas and once again really wholesome and cute and I love watching this each year, and I'm already excited to go back and watch it this year in December. Now I have a few movies on the list that are, once again, just nostalgic to me um, because I watched them with my dad or with my family. I Like, we have that tra- tradition as a family that I feel like most people do is just watching TV together. like. When we're moving into TV shows, you will t- see a lot of me going like, I watched this with my mom and she likes it as well. So TV shows are more like my mom and me thing. And then some movies are a little bit more like my dad and me thing. And um, some are just movies from the 80s, which I think is always fun because that was when my parents were young and when they were watching them when they were young. So I always think it's fun watching them with them. So we have like Back to the Future on here or the Rocky How Picture Show which my dad recommended to me and I remember watching it when I was still quite young and I was like okay honestly what is this but it's kind of fun and the Rocky Out Picture Show I think is such a fun movie if you like I don't know I think you could literally write um a bachelor thesis on it um because it's so crazy I mean it's a musical as well and um I don't know. Um, I just love that when I first watched it, I was like, I honestly don't know what's going on, but I kind of like it. Then Back to the Future, I just think is a cool classic. Ghostbusters, we also watched, also a cool classic. Not like, again, movies where I go like, oh my God, they're so good. Like, although Back to the Future is really good, so sorry, like I really, really like Back to the Future, (laughs) but just movies again that are fun and fun to watch together. And then I also have Frankenweenie on here which is a movie me and my dad watched together and we still sometimes quote from that movie so that is a Tim Burton movie and like I said not discussing too much of Tim Burton movies on here but I do love Tim Burton movies as well. Frankenweenie I think is one of my favorites and I don't know if it's one of his most famous ones. I feel like a lot of people like when they think, think of like um Corpse Bride, Nightmares Before Christmas, Edward with the Hands, something like that. And then maybe you go even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Alice in Wonderland. But like Frank and Winnie I really like. It's about Victor who has a dog who unfortunately dies and then he goes full on Frankenstein mode and basically brings his dog back to life and yeah this is going to have consequences. It's like in black and white and animated as well. And it's, again, in Tim Burton manner, the vibe is immaculate. I really, really like that spooky vibe that he does that I can watch without getting too scared, but you feel the jitters a little bit. So that is just perfect for me. And again, I remember we were watching it together and we both really <laughs> thought it was fun. And there's like this scene in that movie... Um, that we quote from is, it's, I think people are not going to think it's funny, especially when I'm retelling it, but they're basically supposed to be doing a school project together with, like, they invent something, and then one of Victor's classmates come up and want to do it with Victor, because he's obviously a very good inventor, and then he's like, oh, we could do something like a machine that, like, literally kills people and then Victor just holds up the flyer teacher gave him, says, it literally states so you're not allowed to do it, and I thought that scene was so hilarious, how the teacher literally, like, knew his students so well that he, like, puts that up, when usually you would go and say, honestly, nobody ever would, like, invent something like that for a school's project, for, like, middle school, but yeah, the characters are just lovely, and very, you know, I like it when characters are, like, they have like a feel to it and you can really like, it's hard to explain. I hope you get what I'm saying. You can really like feel with them and there's so many different, I don't wanna say diversity, it's not the word, but it's just something special about all of them and it's not like bland and you're like, that's my thing with Wal, Walmart? Walmart, no, now I'm confused, with like rom-com sometimes. I love my rom-coms you know what I said but like these Christmas it's not Walmart why am I like I can't is it Hallmark I'm I just confused myself but these kinds of movies that are like really low-budgety where you're like honestly like I don't even understand who you are and what your point is like that is why I don't like them I need like deeper characters like characters with a backstory where you can really feel it and that is what that movie provides as well then some of my recent favorite films, like I said, Barbie. I do understand that there's like a big conversation around the movie, positive and negative. That's also why I like the movie, because you can discuss it so widely and you can notice so many things, but it's also just fun to watch. And I don't think I have to explain too much on it. I have several episodes up about it. So yeah, go listen to them if you want to know more. But then also Everything Everywhere All at Once, which really basically won the academy award for the best film and so many others but it's amazing it is it has literally like I used to say when people ask me why I like that movie is because it literally has everything that you want or that I want in a movie it has an amazing mise-en-scene like an amazing aesthetic and cinematography the editing is immaculate the acting is so on point. The characters, the storyline. Now what I would say about this movie that I don't like are the fight scenes. They were just too long for me but this is just personal preference but even so I loved, I cried and it's so artistic, it's so special and literally is everything everywhere all at once and it deserves the freaking Oscars so much and I'm so happy I watched this in the cinema as well because it's so good and like I literally asked someone who was forced to notice like, different editing techniques and different, like, things about aesthetics in film, I was sitting there and I was just, oh, I was, like, seeing all of these things and all of these messages transported through Miss Ensemble, which is basically, like, also really wrongly pronounced by me because I never took French, but which is basically, like, the aesthetics of a film with, like, colors for example like colors are very vividly like costume design etc that is like what goes into myself as well. how um that transports messages in that film as well and, oh i was just in freaking love with all of that and it made me so happy watching it it was also made me really sad because it is sad at points but it's so cool there's also this one scene where a lot of different versions of the main characters are edited together and that is oh my gosh I don't even know if the editing won an award but they deserve it because there are so many things in that movie that are edited so well and yeah oh my god great movie go watch it thank you <laughs> and then I think if you ask me what is my favorite movie um, of all time my answer will be Carline. Carline is the perfect Movie for me because it is the spooky vibe that I love. I love this. is just this little spooky vibe gives me so much comfort, and it's a very cool story. I mean, the story was written by Neil Gaiman. What more do you want? And it also has so many hidden messages and meanings. And there's like a whole TikTok atmosphere built around that Coraline movie but basically what like the filmmaker said is like nothing in that movie is unintentional so if you really go deep in and analyze it you can find so much which makes me really happy. Once again I like it when movies have kind of like this deeper meaning. There's so much theories around Coraline it's so cool but also just a movie I think you can like enjoy watching. It is once again a movie kind of aimed for children but don't watch it when you're a child because it's scary. Uh, I Feel for Children is really scary. I was really scared watching it the first time, but yeah love it And then also why I would say I choose that as my favorite one is because it's a stop-motion movie And I love stop-motion. I think it is the highest art of film stop-motion is Elites chef's kiss. It's so good and Like literally anything that is stop-motion I will watch and then I will go genius for example, Shaun the Sheep like I don't, it's not my favorite TV show. I I wouldn't like sit down and watch ten Shaun the Sheep episodes. But the art, the art form, that is what I appreciated for, and that's also how I kind of fell in love with stop motion. I remember I was watching this Educated Kids TV show where they made an episode on stop motion, and they used Shaun the Sheep as an example, and I remember watching this as a child who like obviously seen an episode of Shaun the Sheep before, and went, Oh my god this is so cool. So yeah, stop motion movies have my heart, and I used to even, like, make these little stop motion movies as a child, which I think is super fun. (laughs) But yeah, these are all the films that I have on that list. So far, there's obviously so much more that I could talk about, but I already know that I'm doing this at length, so we're moving on to TV shows now, and I'm trying to not talk too much about it and then really focus on the things that I, like, want to share if I want to share something because I have I think like two or three um, of these TV shows I want to talk about in a little bit more depth again. So the first one a little bit niche is Band Society but the German edition. So Band Society originally was a book by Albert Espinosa and it's a real story and I'm sorry for butchering his name because I'm pretty sure I mispronounced it but it's about his life story and Albert Espinosa had cancer and he was in the hospital for 10 years from when he was 14 till when he was 24, like in and out of the hospital. And he lost a lung, he lost a leg. And I think um, he lost something else to the cancer, but he kept on fighting and he won the fight against cancer. And he wrote a book called Red Band Society. The original title obviously is in Spanish, but I don't know what it is. And it's about this society, he, or like this club, he basically, he didn't found, but he was in, um, when he was in the hospital, and it was like this club from other children in the hospital, who like obviously just basically bunched each other together, and then tried to get to like the very hard time together and they were in the hospital for several reasons and yeah, he was part of that club and he wrote a book about it and that book got turned into a Spanish TV show, turned into a hit and then it was also adapted from other countries. Steven Spielberg adapted the show in America but I think it kind of flopped which makes total sense if you watch the trailer because I've watched a German TV show and then I watched the American one and was like, nope. There are worlds in between and I know why the American TV show flopped because it's just so Hollywood drama and it's just not nice with the German TV show it all feels so much more like it goes so much deeper like it goes under the skin watching it and um, it was a big success like they had three seasons running and they also made a movie and the thing literally like went viral and usually like when it comes to filmmaking I feel like a lot of people go you know Great Britain and then America like are like the most celebrated countries for films and then when you ask them, is there a good German movie out there I mean literally a German movie I think won really well at the Academy Awards last year and like once again just no no not last year this year I once again just know the German title but I think you know what I'm talking about it's this Netflix war movie and didn't watch it so <laughs> I can't really say much but um I would literally say like the German TV show was better. And that's what I'm referring to. Obviously, only Germans can watch it because I don't think there's a translated version. But I, I loved it. Like, I loved watching it. It was so sad. I basically cried in every episode. Uh, but yeah, it is very, very good. Then, um, more lighthearted Gilmer Girls. I am currently at the end of season six. Like, I just have a few more episodes left and then I only have one more season left and then A Year in alive which I'm also going to watch. I mean, I was spoiled. I already know how it ends. I mean, it came out years ago. Like, I think Rory graduates, like, school in 2003, and I was just born there. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's just a comfort show, and I've started watching it when I started going to university last year, and it's my um lunch show. It's like my lunch and breakfast show. Like, I watch it when I eat. I know... You shouldn't be watching TV when you eat, but I'm usually eating, like, lunch and, like, I eat alone, which I don't mind, but I just, I like watching something, um, when I do it, and yeah, (laughs) I don't know, I really enjoy Gilmore Girls, and I even, like, thought about, like, I'm probably going back and watching season one again (laughs) after I finished it, so totally in the Gilmore Girls spirit, Uh, and, and it's nothing, like, super special, but I really like the repeating patterns about it, and how, like, when you watch it's just fun and cozy and wholesome and there's also so much annoying me about it like i can't stand some characters all i can say is paris is a queen michelle is a king and then lane is a queen as well i love them Datley. rory annoys me but i was never a big rory fan not even in the first seasons i always thought i was like team rory I'm not I'm not I never really liked her like in the first few seasons I was like yeah she's fine but uh, currently no Constanta. like I'm sorry I'm such a Rory hater like you could go into a study of Rory because I think we both are quite alike which probably should worry me that I don't like her but then also she, she does so many things where I'm like that is so problematic and I'm not doing that <laughs> so yeah Anyway, Gilmer Girls, then also a few TV shows like no, where have nothing too much to say about it is Sex Education. I am on the last episode right now, uh, but just a fun TV show to watch and I just wanted to put it on the list because I really like the costume design in there and the aesthetic of that um yeah some things like annoy me a little bit about the show where I'm like why are there like always these weird couples where I'm like that like nobody saw that coming why are you forcing it on us and some things like again with Otis and Maeve like I I haven't finished the last episode yet so I don't know how it ends so like I can't even spoil you if I wanted to but like with Otis and Maeve's relationship that's being like over the four seasons like back and forth back and forth where I'm like in the first season it made so much sense but then when he got with Ruby in season three I was like that made so much more sense to me and I love Ruby Notice I'm sorry like I'm not hating Mave and Otis but Ruby notice for me is like that is the deal. I really really like it and I love Ruby like she had such a great character development. You know when characters just have a good character development you're like yeah that is what happened with Steve and Stranger Things and why everybody loves him which Stranger Things I also put on the list But I'm just mentioning this now, nothing too much to say. And I mean, it will take another few ages for um, season five to come out because obviously um, of the writer's strike, which we support, obviously. I mean, it's called off now, but Stranger Things was affected by the writer's strike. Pay your writers, guys. I'm glad they um, came to a conclusion because like, I actually was like, I want to maybe go into film writing and they're being underpaid, amazing. um I hope you can't hear this by the way um there's someone playing music outside and they did this yesterday as well and I was so annoyed and they did it for like the whole afternoon and they're starting again um amazing I think it's just because it's the weekend but um they usually they play a little bit and then they sub and then they play again but oh, I can hear it I hope you can't hear it and I'm just annoyed just wanted to mention please don't be too distracted anyway that was me on Stranger Things, um, still really enjoyed all seasons I watched, so that's why it's on there. My, um, like, the criteria that I have for the shows are basically, like, did I enjoy beyond season one? And then I'm like, yeah. Which is a little bit, no, it isn't cheating, because I also put Pretty Little Liars on here, which it's so weird and so problematic in so many ways and not even that good of a show but I um, just enjoy watching it and I started watching it with my friends and I currently am not watching it but um yeah I'm already in season two and I just think it's a fun thing to watch and um I would have enjoyed it so much when I was younger I can just tell and yeah I just put it on here for fun then I have Lockwood and Co which can't surpass my two season rule because it is cancelled after season one which I'm so mad at Netflix for because the show was so good and people loved it so much and I loved it so much um so go watch it but just know that there won't be a second season it's really upsetting and it's once again I just really like because it's like about ghost hunting and I just really like that vibe then something that isn't canceled is Wednesday once again by Tim Burton what is going on I think I'm just like most people I'm like it was a really good show I really did enjoy it and I'm really excited for season 2 and yeah now I have two shows no 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 I forgot one three shows that I'm going to talk in a little bit more depth about so One of them is umbrella academy which is also netflix tv show and it's basically about seven supernatural siblings who all got adopted by this really weird man and they are traumatized and they meet again basically as adults and trying to work through their childhood trauma and stop the ending of the world it's really weird it's a very weird show you need to go in there and be like i'm expecting absolutely everything from this and like i'm open to anything that's happening because that is the vibe of the show but it's really good, and one thing that I want to praise the show for is its soundtrack, because I've never ever 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 watched something with a better soundtrack. This is elitist, and there will be a fourth season, and I think then they're wrapping it up, so it has several seasons. And the reason why I also love this is because I watched the first season, was obsessed. Then I watched the second season, and I was like, this is better than the first. So. Umbrella Academy outdone itself now third season's not my favorite now I'm, I'm a bit biased so I, I'm a bit scared for season four but I did still enjoy season three the characters are also so amazing like they're so fun and there's something to like and hate about every like single character and the relationships between them it's so dysfunctional so fun so sad as well it has everything again and then my mom also watched it with me and she did enjoy it as well so that is always really cool and something to watch together again once season four comes out don't know when that will be but probably soon so yeah then i have two other shows and one that is very cool and it's sorry they're all netflix shows because i only have netflix so um yeah, unless pretty little liars i used to be on netflix but now i think it's only on amazon prime uh, maybe other streaming f- platforms but um like i said i watched this with my friend who has amazon prime and um yeah sorry for that but um i mean that's all i have access to basically i mean red band society is it on netflix because that is a german tv show and it was i actually watched it in free tv but um back to that one is the dark crystal now the dark crystal also just runs for one season before it was cancelled but it was originally in movies i think from the 80s and The special thing about the dark crystal both the netflix show and the movie is that it is made with puppets and not with special effects the whole set the whole everything's like real like it isn't done with any special effects and the show i never watched the movie so so sorry but the show is really good and i even watched like the making of the dark crystal where you can see how they make these puppets and they're played by puppeteers and like everything the whole set the whole puppets, like the whole characters, they are, they are real. Like they are not really existing, but they are materialized. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I can't explain you what the Dark Crystal is about because it's this whole universe that is so difficult to understand. So if you want to watch the Dark Crystal beyond its beautiful aesthetics, which which I think it should be praised for, the storyline is also really cool. And it's also a bit like scary and fantasy. And it's about like, They are like people called Skeksis and I forgot what the other ones are called, but they're a little bit like fairies, but they're not directly fairies anyway. um, I would recommend you go on YouTube and you watch the Ot Ones Out video, like just type the Ot One Out and Dark Crystal. He's an animator and he's how I actually heard of that show because they made a video about it, basically about how scared he was for that Dark Crystal movie, how that scared him to death then how Netflix was like releasing this show and he's a very famous animator so you probably have heard of him if you are like in the animator zone on YouTube but he's so funny and watch that video and he explains like the whole universe and everything and that's how I actually got to the show and I'm really grateful for watching him uh, because that show was really good and I also re-watched it I, I might want to re-watch it again it is very dark <laughs> dark is literally the name it's like dark as well like dark vibes not scary, but like darky, dark vibes. There's this one scene that really scared and traumatized me in the show. Like, I'm not going to spoil you, but I can't watch that again. I was like, oh my God, no. But it's all with puppets and it's just such a cool technique. And like, whenever something like that is done, I'm just like, oh my God, that is so cool. When you can really see people getting creative and stepping outside the norms of what is usually done. I'm like, yes. And I'm just a big like sucker for it. aesthetics as you can see in film. And then the last show, it's just, honestly, if you ask me what show I am, I would say this show, because it is animated, it is once again basically a kids' TV show, it's originally based on a comic series like Umbrella Academy is as well, never read any of these comics, but still. Um, and it is currently having two seasons, one movie, and will have a third season, then it's done and it's Hilda, and it's about Hilda, who is a blue-haired girl, and she lives basically in the mountains, like, with her mom, in, like, a little hut, and that world that Hilda lives in is really magical, so there's a lot of magical creatures, like trolls, and elves, and, like, anything magical you can, like, imagine, like, there is a talking raven, and so on and so forth, little I don't know what they're called, the elflings as well. One of them is called Alpha. He's one of my favorite characters. There's gonna be a guy called Tontu in the show. I love him. There's like this one guy, and he's like a little wooden man. He's also really funny. And basically, Hilda goes on these little adventures, either alone or with her friends. And it's so cool because like every episode is like a new magical adventures, like encounters with ghosts, trolls, etc., etc. And it's so cozy and comfy. And once again, the aesthetics of it are just so cute. And if you want to watch it, how you're going to watch it is, again, on Netflix. But um, you watch the first two seasons and then you watch the film because there is a film on Netflix. And then season three will follow after the movie. Or just go read the comics. Um, they also look amazing. And the show is just so, so cute. And well, I spent a lot of time talking about all of this, but um, I think you can just tell that I am... Um, yeah really passionate about some things in film um maybe beyond normal but it was really fun talking about this and i think for everybody's sake i'm just quickly wrapping it up here and saying my goodbyes honestly if you are still listening thank you so much because this was literally just me geeking and fangirling about different films and shows i watch but so fun to record as always next week's episode will be a little bit more of the episodes I'm usually doing so don't worry you don't have to listen to me every single week speaking about films but still hope this was somewhat enjoyable and maybe you like it as well if I like mix it up and then obviously if there's like a topic you're not interested in you don't have to listen to it yeah this was fun I'm excited for next week's episode and I hope till then you're having an amazing week And obviously, an amazing month, an amazing October. And I'm sending you love, happiness, and joy. And stay young, confused, and well-read. Bye-bye.